challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Now, for those of you who have been with me for a while, you know I don't tend to get very psychobabble. I don't pull a lot of pop psychology into this podcast. I don't talk about a lot of that kind of thing. But I do want to talk to you about a psychological concept that, by the way, I first learned in grad school years ago that I think may help some of you. So let's dive in. I want to talk to you about the word and the idea of transference. Now, you know what transference is, even if you don't know the word. We all do it. Some of us do it all the time. My goal today is to help you realize if you're doing it with your life on a macro scale. What is transference? Transference is when you take the emotions and feelings about one thing and lay them over on another. Okay? So, simple analogy. You get up in the morning, you spill your coffee, you have an argument with your wife, uh, you know, you the classic movie image, you slip on a skate, you know, the, the dog runs off with your letters or your papers or something that you need for work, you know, on and on and on. You have a bad start to the morning. So when you get to the office, you take it out on somebody or you, or you take it out when you're driving to work, you're yelling, you're screaming, you're making hand signals out the window. Uh, you aren't laying on that horn. You've transferred your emotions from one thing to another. Okay, pretty simple. You've had a bad day. Uh, you go play your pickup basketball game. Somebody fouls you. You lose it. It's transference. You're not really that upset about being fouled in a basketball game. That's pretty normal. You're really upset. Your emotions are really primed for from something else, from what's gone wrong in your day. You're transferring your emotions from one thing to another. We all do it, don't we? Uh, in, some, in a more horrible setting, uh, we hear about people who have had a horrible week and then start doing uh, start shooting. Or they've had uh, emotions about uh, how they feel about how they were treated on one job and they transfer those to another and they blow up and blow that job. There are all kinds of ways we can transfer emotions. Okay. So we, we do it all the time. Uh, it's not some, it's something we ought to be aware of. It's something we ought to be on top of. Now, I am not primarily interested in what you might call minor or micro transference. Uh, once I explain it to you, uh, you, by the way, you already knew the concept. You can, you can fight it. You can make sure that you take a moment when you come home from a difficult day at work and not step in your house and treat your family badly, not transfer those, those emotions. You can take a moment and breathe and maybe rest and I don't know, go for a quick jog or something before you play that basketball game. So you're not taking the emotions you feel from some other issue and transferring it into that basketball game and thus blowing your friendships and messing up the game. There are ways that you can do it and you can figure those out as well as I can. What I'm interested in this podcast is what you might call macro transference. It's big transference issues. For example, a man has a horrible relationship with his father. The father's harsh, abusive, says things all the time that are hurtful, diminishes him, makes him feel small, wounds him. Remember now that for men, often anger masks hurt. So this young man grows up angry. This, this young man uh, grows up treating other people badly. Now, this young man's talented and good looking and charming. So he wins a wife and he grows a family. And what happens? He begins to treat his family with anger. 
He begins to be the angry man, harsh with his kids, uh, distant and maybe even abusive with his with his wife. And who knows? Maybe it goes to physical abuse. We hope not, but maybe it does go to physical abuse. And and while there are certainly circumstances that arise uh, in the moment, the kid doesn't clean his room, the daughter doesn't get good grades, we don't like the boyfriend, um, the the wife who knows what you know doesn't fix the meal that he wants or whatever silly thing like that. But still, in his life, in a macro way he is carrying into the future feelings emotions uh, he is transferring from his relationship with his father into other people and i've seen that done into families transferred from a harsh father into families i've seen it transferred into uh, teams and in bands to bands of brothers and to groups of men i've seen it transferred into military units i've seen it transferred into their relationship with god how many a man has been distant from god because his father treated him harshly and to him god is just a father on a cosmic scale so you see how this can work When you transfer emotions from one thing to another, you are creating havoc and destruction in your life, okay? Maybe I had a harsh father. Maybe I'm wounded from that. Maybe I'm angry angry about that. And sure, it's going to slop over a little bit, and that's why we need people around us who understand us and help us to heal. But if we, as a life pattern, are constantly going through life, carrying the emotions from our Uh, early days from one relationship, from one circumstance, let's keep it in this case about a father, Uh, then now we ruin our lives. Our health is damaged. Our marriage is damaged. Our parenting is damaged. Our leadership in in our firms is damaged. Our spiritual life is damaged. You see where I'm going. And all of that because we are carrying a hurt that has been masked by anger, and then we are transferring that into the rest of our lives. This goes on all the time. You may have been divorced. You may have had a previous marriage. It was harsh. It was terrible. Maybe she had an affair. Maybe she told you you were no good. You sucked. You were ugly. You were terrible in bed. You were vicious. You were hard to live with. You smelled bad in the morning. Whatever. The fact is that those things hurt. Now, the issue, the goal is to keep your processing and keep your awareness of how that particular episode made you feel without mindlessly transferring it into other areas of your life. That's the goal. But perhaps you've had an earlier marriage like that, and so now you transfer it into your next marriage when it's not warranted. The new wife is sweet and wonderful and loves you and cares for you, but any minor, and psychologists would use the word trigger, any minor thing she does that triggers the old emotions, well, then you're acting in the new marriage like you are being dealt with according to the way the old marriage went. Now you're ruining that marriage. And of course, you're not just going to transfer your emotions into that particular marriage and that particular relationship. It's going to slop over into everything that you do. And it can, by the way, uh, take on very specific and damaging forms when it gets down to gender and race. Let's just say, for example, um, that a woman is raped by a black man. Or let's just say, for example, that your father, when you were growing up, lost a job to a black man. Uh, whatever. Uh, there are many examples. So now what? You're going to walk through life hating black men or Hispanic men, or if you've had a rough first marriage, uh, being angry about women. Many men uh, are harsh and, and dismissive of women because they've had harsh and dismissing relationships with women, their mother, other women in their family, sisters, uh, early girlfriends, harsh teachers, who knows what. Do you see the pattern? Do you see what we might be doing? 
Do you see how destructive it can be? If you can't get past in forgiveness and healing and recognition of truth, the hard things that have happened to you in your life early on, and you're constantly transferring those, then you are going to live your life like one great big bulldozer shoving the manure forward in your life. I want you to keep that image in your brain. If you don't know how to let go of it in each individual episode, then your life becomes literally a great big shoving forth of the poop. You've seen people like this. You've known people like this. Even if you didn't quite bring it to your conscious mind, you've known people who are bringing all the caca from their previous life forward. And they're going to dump it in your living room. And they're going to dump it in that card game. And they're going to dump it on the on the office. They're going to dump it on their kids and their wife. They're going to dump it on their sports team. They're going to dump it on their social life. They're going to dump it on that vacation. You know what I'm talking about. So what I want you to do in this episode, men, because I want you to be good men, and men have a tendency to do this more than women, quite frankly. There are a bunch of reasons for that. Maybe I'll come back to them in just a minute. But men have a tendency to do this more than women. Part of the reason, I'll go ahead and dive in now apparently, is that they don't tend to process their emotions for any individual situation. Part of it is that they tend to cover hurt with anger, and most of the situations we have a hard time with are matters of hurt. And part of it is that Men feel empowered by negative forces in their soul. If a woman is feeling violent and angry, she tends, on average, I'm just speaking on average now, she tends to know that that's a dysfunction in her soul. But if a man is feeling strong and powerful and even violent, uh, he might mistake that as something good about him. Hey, I'm feeling bold and kick-ass today. I'll just go forth and do so-and-so. And that emotional set makes him feel empowered when, in fact, it's destroying him. Now, I want you to do something. And again, I I say again, I'm not trying to be your psychologist, but I'm here in this podcast to help you be great and good and noble and righteous men. And men have a horrible time of bulldozing the manure forward in their lives. So I want you to start looking for the areas in your life when you might do that. Start doing it this way. It's just like anything else. Go into your past. Go think about your past and think about big negatives. Okay? Relationship with father, relationship with mother, early abuse, um, hurt by coaches. You suck. You're not athletic. You'll never amount to anything. Hurt by the teacher. I've joked and told you before, although it's true, that in the fifth grade, a teacher said in front of me to my mother, Stephen is immature and retarded. (laughs) Well, you know, I was too young to get angry about it, but I did get angry about it later in life, and I had to work out some things towards teachers. Um, And by the way, I had to work out some things about myself because I believe what she said. She was an authority figure, and she said I was immature and retarded. By the way, when my friends hear this, they all tease me about that even to this day. But still, my point is that look for the big negs in your past. Look, Look for the big negatives in your past. What is it? What has been a hurtful thing? What has been a negative thing? What are the big negatives? My relationship with my father was terrible. Uh, I was abused by an uncle. Um, I never did well in school. It was an agonizing, humiliating thing, and it went on for decades. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. You know what the negatives are in your life. Now, you're not just looking for the negatives to find the negatives. You're looking, and I would suggest you ask the help of your band of brothers, and yeah, a counselor if you need it. That's That's why they're there. Ask for help and understanding, but certainly ask God, ask, ask, ask your own self, ask yourself this question. What am I transferring past negative to? 
Okay. Got a tough. And by the way, look at what's not working in your current life. So terrible relationship with dad. Let's say again, I'm just picking on the dad, the dad relationship for a moment. Um, and I have a marriage that's falling apart. Could there be a connection? A uh, terrible relationship with dad. I never see to, seem to get anywhere in business, uh, in my job, my profession. Terrible relationship with dad. I'm walking alone as a man. I don't have any men around me. I have no band of brothers. Um, all my friends are rust friendships, friendships that have gotten rusty and old. And so now you see what I mean? When you, when you look at what's wrong, it's often not hard to make the connection. Let's see. Terrible relationship with dad. I don't have a meaningful male friendship. Could there be a connection? And that's the question you want to ask. Could there be a connection? Is it possible that that connection is there. Now, your bands of brothers can help you. Uh, clergy can help you. Certainly, counselors can help you. But a lot of this, I'm not taking anything away from those, those sources of help, but a lot of this, a man of, any, of semi-intelligence can uh, figure this out just by pondering it. Let's see. Uh, I had three brothers. They treated me like dirt. That went on until they all went home. And now I'm insecure and snarling and angry and distant with my male friendships, if I even have any. You see, that's an easy connection to make. We all understand that. Now, what do you do about it? Well, I want to say something very important, and it's, it's, it's something that I think counselors would like for us to believe. They just don't say it quite this way. The things that hurt may always hurt. Okay. The goal of you doing this exercise, the goal of you getting a counselor, the goal of you asking help of your band of brothers, the goal of getting fixed in this area is not that things stop hurting. They can hurt less, but we're not trying to play a game where we pretend like things don't hurt. Okay. I've had some episodes in my life that hurt. And when I go to them and I maybe pull back the bandaid, they still hurt hurt. But what I'm not doing is carrying the emotions and the anger and the bitterness about those things into other situations. I've been alive long enough and I've had enough help and I've analyzed myself enough and I'm passionate enough about wanting to be a good man that what I'm not doing is mistreating Bev because maybe I didn't have a really great relationship with my, with my female teachers when I was growing up. I'm not mistreating my son or my, my grandson because I had a harsh father or mistreating my daughter. Don't mean to live, leave good old Elizabeth out. Um, or I'm not staying distant from men because perhaps I was embarrassed a couple of times on the basketball court or the football field. You understand what I'm saying? The things that hurt will always hurt. That teacher in my fifth grade saying, Stephen's immature and retarded, that hurt. That turned me inward in a destabilizing, embarrassing, humiliating, what's wrong with me in my cursed kind of way. And it was something I had to work through. When I think about standing there as a kid in the fifth grade with a burr haircut in the 1970s and having a teacher in rural Virginia say, Stephen's immature and retarded, I, I got to tell you, it can still sting a little bit. I mean, I'm much older and I think there's some evidence that I'm not immature and retarded. Uh, but my point is, I can still feel that if I want to. And by the way, it might be good for me to go back and just keep keep those feelings, uh, be aware of my feelings about that so I can be more compassionate with other people and, and so I can be uh, maybe aware of what's back there. But what I'm not doing, I am completely sure, 
is mistreating my teachers or deciding that I'm stupid and so I don't ever open a book or mistreating other people or, or, or living it out an insecure life because I'm actually believing the curse that those words formed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what you want to do is think about what's gone wrong in your life. What are the big nags? Then you want to look at the big dysfunctions in your current life. Then you want to see if there's a connection. And our goal is to, and please don't take this the wrong way, our goal is to contain the emotions to be about the thing they're about, not about something else, okay? I've shared very openly in my books and in this podcast that while I had a war hero father who loved me, uh, he was not a man who was able to get to share his emotions. We got closer later in life, but in the early days, I wondered why he didn't love me. Okay, that hurt, that, that shaped me, but... I've gone back. I've looked at that. I've looked at who he was. I've looked at how busy he was. I looked at the kind of parenting he had. I realized the guy's doing the best he can do. What I'm not going to do is take whatever hurt or wound inside of me and allow that to slop over into other areas of life. So in fact, my father's perhaps somewhat less than stellar fathering. Um, I've used as an inducement to love my own son well, to love others well. And, you know, I'm with large groups of men all the time. And I use uh, the things that my father didn't do in my early days. He did later in life, and I and I love him and admire him for it. But early in life, the things he didn't do, I make sure I do with other men. I tell men I love them all the time. My friends here, I love you all the time. It's not weird or sappy. It's just what I say to them. I, I put my hand on a man's shoulder or the back of his arm or pat a back or give a hug when it's appropriate uh, all the time. I'm very physically loving with men in a good, wholesome way. My father wasn't in the early days. He was harsh in his discipline and wasn't very present physically in loving ways. Later in life, that wasn't the case. But earlier on when I was being shaped, it, it was. So what's my point? My point is that we have to look at these things and contain the emotions. So can I still feel a little bit of the hurt uh, of a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old feeling insecure about his father's love? Sure, I can make myself feel that. I can go back to that memory. What I'm not doing is slopping it over elsewhere. I want to contain it. I want then to heal it. Uh, you contain it first. Like, for example, you had a harsh relationship with your dad, let's say. You can look at it and realize, man, I am mistreating my wife out of emotions that are decades old. And you start treating her better. Now, that doesn't mean that all the emotions have gone away, all the hurt's gone away about your relationship with your father from the early days. But what it does mean is you disconnect. You snip the wires between the two situations. You get help for the one. You start loving better in the other. Just because you've got some pain doesn't mean you have to be a pain to other people. Okay? So this issue of transference is really important to men. It's because we stuff our emotions because we feel one thing. We express one thing when we're actually feeling another. We feel hurt. We express anger, et cetera. We got, we're a little bit screwed up in that area. So what you've got to do is go on a transference hunt in your life. Where are you transferring? Where are you carrying emotions from one thing to another? Find the big negative. Look at the big dysfunctions today. See if there's a connection. Then snip the connection between the two. Then begin to work towards healing in the big negative from your past and start walking out righteous deeds and actions and love and, and what have you in your present. And let God work. And let your band of brothers work. And if needed, let counselors work. Don't be ashamed about that. And get the help that you need. And go to people and apologize. Hey, I've realized I've been feeling some things about the way my brothers treated me or teachers or whatever. Or about my physical deformities. And I've been laying that on you. Please forgive me. I want to love you well. Let's walk out some new history. 
trust me in this. I'm going to, I'm going to give myself to it. You see what I mean? And then that starts to clean that relationship up while you go back into the past, maybe with some folks and think through what's been hurting. The goal is not to get you not to feel. We're not trying to, to anesthetize you here. We're trying to get you not to slop the emotions from one thing on the other. And then, of course, at the same time, try to get those feelings from the early days, uh, from prior experiences, to not be toxic to you. All right? Transference ruins your life. It's a natural human thing. The good man, the wise man, recognizes it. So take a good look in the mirror. Get some help. Start cutting some connections. Start loving well. You're going to be a happier man. You're going to be a lighter man. You're going to be a more joyous man. You you probably can even hear in my voice as I talk about having a slightly distant father and and having a teacher saying harsh things. I can laugh about it, enjoy it, uh, enjoy talking about it. Now, when I say enjoy it, I mean you know bring it up for your help uh, rather than be negative about it um, because I've done the homework that was needed. I've had people help me. I've had some things. I've had to think some things through. And don't misunderstand. There's been some destruction in my life from transferring those emotions. No question. My relationship with my son is awesome. I haven't always been the best father because I transferred emotions. You know, I was raised by a drill sergeant, a colonel in the army father. Uh, if my son came and said, oh, Dad, I don't want, don't want to do the yard today. I mean, I was like Patton on his backside. And I, maybe I shouldn't have been. So... Was I transferring emotions? That's what you have to ask yourself. So I want you to be as free as I am, not that I'm perfect, and even freer because a lot of other guys are even freer than I am. But you want to get free from these transference connections. You want to look at it honestly, make lists, take notes, do what you have to do, examine yourself. That's what the great philosophers have told us we need to do to live a meaningful life and get the help you need. Transference kills transference destroys snip the connections get down to business make things right in the present this is one of the arts of great manhood to join the great man community or to book stephen to speak at your men's event go to greatman.tv you'll learn about stephen mansfield's two essential books for men mansfield's book of manly men and building your band of brothers as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.